Welcome to the Year of the Movie Podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. I'm Sebastian. I'm Maggie. And today we have Bryce in our video booth. And I get a nice couch seat. <laughs> yeah, a uh, video booth for all of our viewers is just Bryce is further down on the couch than I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets a nice little microwave next to him. Mm-hmm. If I get pop, pop I get... open that microwave. Just let's get our audio viewers into this. Ooh, wow. what a good sound. I hope That's that you heard that. A let, me, let, me, let me get another clean take. Oh, yeah. Get, 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 ooh, closing. Yeah. Oh, an opening. Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to get a meal. Ooh. <laughs> this is great content for our movie podcast. Are the meals stored in the microwave? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm just check, asking for a friend. Yeah, you've clearly never <laughs> used a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's who we are. This is our show. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to support us, please go to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content. And early content. Maybe. Yeah, episodes go up early. Not anymore. Episodes went up early. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there might be a time in the future where it's like, hey, we're releasing a short film and you can see it on our Patreon yeah. before it's anywhere else. Yeah, that. But, but we pivoted. With That's our, right. With our main content, which you, if you know, you want those kind of updates, check out our virtual house sessions podcast. Mm-hmm. But why don't we start this podcast, this one that we're talking? Oh, on, this one. This one that people are listening and watching oh. to. Why did we start that one? I've never thought about it before. Really? No, I'm lying. Oh, okay. Um, we started this podcast because 2023 is a goofy year for movies. Mm-hmm. We've got. The big ones we always mentioned, 65 and Cocaine Bear, yep. and the other like more mainstream ones like Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of biopics have come out, will yes. come out this year. Um, we're, we're finally nearing the end of this year. Yeah. Which... I'm finally getting um, <sighs> previews and like trailers for 2024. for 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we still have time to watch new movies when we're doing this podcast. I'm sure we will. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. A lot of, like, uh, uh, product um, movies, like mm. Tetris and also Barbie. and yeah. um, Blackberry came out this year. Yeah. And then Air and... Yeah. An Indiana Jones movie came out this year. Mm. A Fast and the Furious came, movie came out this year. A Mission Impossible movie came out this year. So all all the big ones. And also Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm. Man, <laughs> that's a bump. So I was looking at your list there that you had on our screen that you the viewer can't see. My but, spreadsheet? Yeah, your yeah. spreadsheet. One of the movies that was supposed to come out this year was uh, Harold and the Purple Crayon. Oh yeah, with Zoe Deschanel and Zachary that, Levi. That was a movie. It was. It didn't come out. Oh. It got. It got pushed to 2024. I'm. I'm seeing that now. Oh okay. Um, but maybe we do some research on that. If it was ever in a festival in 2023, we will still talk about it. I mean, I'm sure we'll do a bonus episode about like movies that were supposed to come out this year too. Yeah. Except for Dune Part Two, because you don't want to do that. Yeah, because I haven't seen the first one. Because why would I? <laughs> why would I, Bryce? I read Harold and the Purple Crayon as a I kid. thought you were about to say you read Dune, and I would have I, said good on you, but yeah. if you read Harold and the Purple Crayon, good on you. Yeah. That's literature. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so the movie that we're talking about today mm-hmm. is a movie that everyone's been talking about. There's there's so much. There's us. So the movie is Somewhere, Somewhere in, in Queens. Queens. Uh, which is Ray Romano's directorial debut. So I guess we're doing a little theme right now of comedians' directorial yeah. debuts because our last episode was Old Dads. Which By was Bill Burr. Bill Burr's directorial debut. I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie because I'm so sleepy right now. And that's <laughs> just going to come off as a lie. But I'm looking forward to talking about this yes. movie, especially compared to Old Dads. For sure. And if you watched yeah. our Old Dads video... You'll know why. <laughs> But if you have it, go back. Go back. Yeah. Right switch to my camera. You go back and, and, and you watch you you watch that episode. Okay? Okay. Alright, now back to the wide. 
So let's talk about the synopsis of this film. Yeah, so Leo and Angela Russo live in a blue-collar life surrounded by the big personalities of their overbearing Italian-American family. When their son's chance at a life-changing basketball scholarship is jeopardized, Leo risks everything to help him, but may tear the family apart trying to make it happen. What were your first impressions when you heard about this movie? Because we did hear about this we movie. We did, yeah. Uh, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's a good comedian who also does good dramatic work mm-hmm. um this movie looked sweet it looked like a movie i would be into because it's about people mm-hmm. just doing people things um and the trailer that i remember watching was a pretty good trailer mm-hmm. what were your first impressions um i think i was like oh okay that's interesting because there are a couple of things that i'll talk about in the trailer that i thought were like kind of subversive Mm -hmm. and like it gave me a certain expectation about the movie um i think it's always interesting when an actor uh makes a a movie or like directs a movie and it can go in any number of directions and yeah it just seemed like a wholesome vibe yeah and a very different i don't i don't want to but i'm gonna keep comparing it to old dads and just a very different vibe of like yeah they have so many similarities on paper but it's not <laughs> very different movies yeah uh bryce can i ask have you heard of this movie before not until you told me about it the other day yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was yeah. like it, oh. it it really it did not uh have a marketing not a big splash no yeah uh i also don't know who ray romano is oh really yeah. do you know the show everybody loves ray uh, what about uh, Manny, the mammoth from Ice Age? What about oh, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. It's Ray Romano. <laughs> oh, okay. What about when someone says Debra? Does that make you think of anything? Debra. 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 I'm sorry. I'm Ray Romano. <laughs> Everyone loves me. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I figured I'm a mammoth. It was gonna happen at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. really that's more of an inside joke for us because that's my dad's impression of Ray Romano is just him going Debra, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it is. I feel like when he does it, it gets less and less human every time. <laughs> it evolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very goofy. Yeah. Uh, I want to say this movie takes place in New Jersey. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they really are like the um, Italian American family. Yeah, they they're they're all even like the the kid in high school in this movie is like ma. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just very it's just like come on ma. I mean come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a really quiet kid. That's like part of his personality. But, like, he's, like the first he's an line he says yeah. is ma. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it's just like it's great because like they. They're they're all like use guys and yeah. just doing all of that and mm-hmm. it's just uh, ma it just takes me back <laughs> to when you were a young lad in Queens mm-hmm. somewhere. Oh, I guess it, I guess it doesn't take place in Jersey. It takes place in Queens, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, Uh-oh. do they go to Jersey? Uh, the schools in Philadelphia. I re- yeah, maybe that's what I'm. I confused it with just East Coast. It's definitely East Coast. Maybe yeah. here's why I confused Philly with Jersey. Okay. Because we recently were at Bryce's Halloween party, and someone was there, and they said, "Can I have some water?" And I was like, "Oh, are you from are you from Jersey?" And she went, "No." Oh, Savannah, yeah. Uh, and and then, uh, her partner was like, "Yeah, she's from the Philly area." And I was like, "Okay, so like I was like pretty right, right Close on enough. the money." Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's fun how they balance each other out. She, she has a very uh, punchy personality, which is good. She's a very punchy personality, and her partner is a very gentle yeah. person. So she'll punch you, and then he'll come up and caress your cheek. It's a very nice balance. So many mixed messages from this couple at this bar. <laughs> All right. So in this podcast, we talk about the trailer for the movie. Yeah. Uh, why do we talk about the trailer for the movie? Uh, it's interesting to see how a movie markets itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there are really big differences between what a trailer sets up and what a movie actually delivers on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like talking about the legacy of a movie is much harder to do when the movie's only been out for a couple of months versus movies that have come out years ago. And that's the whole point of this podcast. That's movies that have come out in 2023. Yeah. 
I, I also give you a, a general vibe of the movie if you want to go you watch it. Go check it out. Which yeah. I kind of recommend for this movie. I would say you should watch this one. You should watch it. We you, watch it on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. So if you got Hulu, go watch it. Mm-hmm. You should watch it, mm-hmm. and then and, and then keep watching this podcast to see what we think, and yeah. then maybe your opinions either agree or, or disagree with our opinions and then that can uh that's a discussion that gets a response out of you and then and then you can take that response and leave it in the comments <laughs> okay but how do you feel about watching the movie and having a podcast on at the same time well um if if this was like a direct response to a scene discussion of like mystery science theater type of thing mm. then sure however it does not correspond, so we're going to be talking about stuff that you probably haven't watched yet. But then the dissonance <laughs> are like, oh, I remember them talking about that. Yeah. Interesting. Sure, it could be like a little sure. puzzle, like a little clue. Yeah, a little puzzle that you're figuring out in your brain as you're doing it. Completely distracting you from either medium. Fun yeah. for the whole family. If you just started somewhere in Queens and kept this podcast on at the same time, then the little clue right now as the opening credits are going is just... Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think we'll talk about the trailer now. I believe it's your turn. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is an upbeat uh upbeat music is playing and we see a man, Leo, smiling in the stands of a high school basketball game. Uh the announcer introduces a player, Sticks, uh that's his nickname, um, and Leo's son. And the crowd cheers as Styx points to his dad in the crowd. They chant Mr. Russo, and Leo waves, clearly liking the attention. Leo's wife, Angela, asks how long have they been doing that. Leo responds, just the last three or four games. Weird, right? Angela says, yeah, I can see that you hate it. There's a brief basketball montage of Sticks on the court and his parents cheering in the stands. There's voiceover of a man saying, your kid, he has good game. When he's, when's, Where's he going to college? Leo says he's coming to work for us. It's the family business, construction. And we see Leo Leo working out with other guys on a house. The man responds, I'm a scout. If you want me to make a few phone calls, there might be a hole here or there. Some of those holes have scholarships. There's more basketball shots as he speaks, the ball going into the net. Another dad in the stands start yelling, who let the dogs out? And the others respond with the who, 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 however many they are. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. There's, I, I want someone to do an edit. Where I it's said the I'm act- sleepy. It's the actual song, and then it cuts to you going who 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 like an owl. <laughs> uh, Angela says to Leo, "They know that's twenty years ago." And he said, "I told him they should use ain't gonna be no no rematch like the end of Rocky." Angela says, "That's forty years ago." Cut to Leo and Angela meeting up with Sticks in the hallway with a girl, Danny, walking with him. Angela asks, who's this, Sticks? He says, oh, this is Danny. Leo says, nice to meet you. There's a brief shot of Sticks giving Danny a piggyback ride, and Angela says, I do not like her. Leo says, don't be mean in front of her. She don't know us yet. As Sticks and Danny are walking out the door, Angela says, come to dinner Sunday, 12 o'clock. Danny says, dinner at 12. I love it. I'll be there. Different upbeat music plays over a review quote in front of the family home. An affectionate love letter to Italian-American families. We see the family at dinner, and Angela introduces her to everyone, saying, Danielle's from Forest Hills. A family member, Frank, says, we worked on a house over there, and one of his sons as Guy had a Maserati. The other one says, yeah, but it was yellow. No thanks. Danny asks, any more meatballs? And Six's grandmother excitedly says, oh, I'll make some more. Danny starts to say, oh no, please, and everyone cuts in with, too late, you've already started it. Danny says, no, really, I have enough, and they all start joking that the neighbors will be getting meatballs. They all laugh together. Another review quote over an empty gym. Really funny, warm, and real. We see Leo and his family walk into a large stadium, Leo looking shocked at the size. His voiceover says he gets on that team, everything changes for him. We see Angela tell her husband, you need to turn down the rah-rah. And Leo asks, why? I'm excited. And we see him playing basketball in the driveway with his son. Angela says, just let it be his choice. And we see a close-up of Danny's face in a car. The music cuts out and things briefly go to black, coming back up on sticks saying, she broke up with me. Angela sarcastically says, I'm so surprised. Leo says, your mom's hysterical because she doesn't like seeing you like this, getting hurt. Back to black briefly, more acoustic music plays as it comes up on Leo standing alone in the stands. There's a review quote, a winning directorial debut by Ray Romano. 
There's a shot of Sticks at his desk with his dad's voiceover. He'll be okay. I just gotta get his mind off of it, you know? Get him back on the court. And we see Leo checking his watch in the driveway, waiting for his son to come play basketball. Danny opens her front door and sees Leo standing there. He says a casual, hey, Danny. We see them talking in a car as Leo tells her he's not going to make that team if he's sad like this. It cuts to Danny's worried face, then Leo's as he continues, maybe you could go back out with him. A review quote over the family toasting and dinner, uh, smart writing, and a superb superb cast. Then a shell-shocked sticks, walking up to the table, looking at his dad. Angela says disapprovingly, Leo, what did you do? And Leo's dad tells his son, you humiliated him. Leo yells, I'm trying to save him from a lifetime of humiliation, and Angela throws cake at her husband. The screen briefly goes black again, coming back up on Angela sitting in a mall with a review quote, Larry Metcalf is incapable of hitting a false note, before we see her telling her son he's so stupid sometimes, before showing a photo of Leo and sticks together with a basketball trophy. Leo's voiceover says, I always try to do what I think is best for you. There's another brief flash to black before showing Sticks in a spotlight and his dad standing and applauding. We hear Danny's voiceover saying, you know you're lucky, Sticks. You have family that cares that much. And there's shots of various family members hugging before the title, somewhere in Queens, faints in. Leo's voiceover comes back, talking to a recruiter. We call him Sticks because of the long legs. Came out of the shoot that way. Just kept growing. Still growing. And his wife and son just look at the recruiter awkwardly before the full screen graphic comes up with the film's release info. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Kind, yeah. yeah, it kind of sets up the dad pushing goals onto the kid thing of like, there's always the Disney Channel original movie vibe of like, I'm not giving up on my dreams, dad. I'm giving up on yours. <laughs> um, and then the trailer shows Leo asking about Danny still dating his son, but then also clearly establishes that the movie thinks that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it's all very conversational dialogue. Uh, and the title is pretty chill, just like somewhere in Queens. Yeah. Um, really highlighting that this could be any Italian American family. It's not like you're not going to be seeing ray romano you're looking for leo or like a story yeah. about leo ray romano definitely isn't playing ray romano in this like it's not everyone loves no. raymond no he's not that kind of like checked out dad yeah. he he obviously very much cares about his son um i was also surprised um because i i remember watching the trailer a while ago um mm-hmm. kind of forgetting that the movie existed <laughs> and then we watched the movie, so then I watched the trailer again to make the recap thing, and I was just kind of surprised at, like, what shots they included in the trailer, because they give away a lot of just, I mean, visually, there's stuff going back. It's like, oh, it's an interesting choice to include that. Yeah. That's specifically from the trailer. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. Um, nothing, like, to the extent of, like, the what we said in, like, the Dungeons and Dragons episode of, like you know there's a dragon yeah because the trailer showed you a dragon anyway uh we want to talk about the cast yeah the cast was good everyone did a good job we got ray romano as leo russo Mm -hmm. laurie metcalf as angela russo Mm -hmm. jacob ward as matthew sticks russo their son sadie stanley as danny brooks his girlfriend ish yeah tony lobianco as Dominic Pops Russo. That's Leo's dad. Sebastian Maniscalco as Frank Russo. That's Leo's brother. Yep. Jennifer Esposito as Pamela Carmelo. That is a woman that owns a house that uh, they're working on for the Russo Construction yep. Company. Uh, Deirdre. 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 Yeah, no, I was looking at yeah. the last name. Deirdre uh, Friel. Friel? Friel. As Ro- Rosa Rosa Russo, she is uh, the sister of Frank and Leo. Yep, and Eric Griffin is DJ Joey Bones, baby. <laughs> He's DJ Joey Bones. That's all you need to know. Yeah, um, yeah. There are other. The there's it's a pretty large cast. This is just like the yeah. the various people that, um, I think we either see the most, um, and also I just recognize Eric Griffin from various things. Yeah um yeah yeah i mean the the movie really is what you see in the trailer yes i'd say it Mm -hmm. really is like leo's son has a chance to get on a basketball team but uh danny breaks up with him and then he gets sad 
Ray Romano asks Danny to go back out with Sticks mm-hmm. so he can be happy to get on the team. Mm-hmm. That really is. That's what the, that's the main. That's thing. the main plot, and then they have like little B and C plots too. That like, yeah, they, they do quite nicely. But. Yeah, um, there's nothing like super groundbreaking about this story. Mm. Um, it's just done well. Yeah, like I think it's pretty safe for Ray Romano of like, um. I don't know. It's not unexpected, but like he knew he knew what his strengths were and he played to his strengths mm-hmm. versus again Bill Burr and <laughs> old dads. Yeah. And like it wasn't preachy in any way. No. It wasn't like no, grotesque humor. Yeah. Like, Cuz old dads is trying to be like this is this is society or this is like this could be anyone, but it's just making caricatures of people and these are actual fully developed characters and like there are so many little throwaway bits that uh you just like get a fully realized version of this family and like what their dynamics are and why they are the way that they are yeah so it's it's yeah pretty chill yeah um yeah i'd I'd say we probably start talking about spoilers yeah so um, if you don't want spoilers go watch the movie and then (laughs) hit play yeah i would say the one weird turn in this movie that is otherwise based in realism is the the asking your son's ex to keep dating your son so that he can be happy and play the, the big game. Yeah, and, like, it definitely, like, is a terribly uncomfortable thing to watch because that's so cringy. But they also do establish his character as someone that, like, it is believable that this character would do it because, like, mm-hmm. he really doesn't think he gets caught up in his head and he, like, he is just looking out for his son and with mm-hmm. his own ulterior motives. Um, yeah, his ulterior motives are just like everyone chants his name at the basketball games because they see how supportive he is of his yeah. son. Uh and that's really the only place that he gets recognition of that. His family like, is, you know, Italian American. He doesn't get a lot of positive reinforcement. No, a lot of it is very just like being made fun of. He was also a quiet one like yeah. growing up and then like his son is really quiet so they like teased he, his son he for being gave quiet his son the support that he never got didn't have growing up yeah and like you see in the movie like leo works for his family's construction company his dad is the boss mm-hmm. and owner of the company and at the beginning of the movie ray romano is like so i'm going to my no, okay <laughs> so i'm going to my son's uh <laughs> basketball game now dad he prioritizes leaving work early to make sure that he yeah. goes to the game uh you know it's it's probably gonna be the last game of the season i was thinking since you know you've never been to one of his games that you you should come yeah uh and the dad is like wow you just told me that he's probably gonna lose yeah and it's just like wow yeah like, you'd think that the grandpa would at least be supportive of the other the other thing is like um it's a family business but it's definitely the dad and um frank who are the ones that are in charge of like the business side yeah leos is just like he actually like does the grunt work he's not even a foreman i guess technically like frank is the foreman yeah um but yeah leo is the one that does like the actual labor with his friends um and then frank is just like everyone says the entire time how much frank sucks um his kids are are dumb well like, they they are the east coast yeah douchebags I yeah mean, like that's they're they're the closest caricatures of yeah. just like uh, i don't know like uh when danny meets the whole family and frank is like talking up his own kids in front of like sticks of like y- you're with that guy like he's like my kid's he's... 22 and has a mustache yeah Hey. He was like, kid bought his own Mustang. And the guy's just like, I have a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised that Sebastian Maniscalco was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure he's friends with Ray Romano because mm. they're comedians from the East Coast. Uh, but I was just surprised because... Uh, about Seb- my father? Yeah, Sebastian had his own movie this this year that's also about italian american families yeah yeah which we will get to at some point at some point yeah yeah Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't quite do <clears throat> the show don't tell like to the full extent, but again, like the little details <clears throat> of um, various lines and things, and you you get hinted at of um, family dynamics, and then uh, especially with Angela, um, she had cancer. Yeah. Um, she doesn't anymore, but she's not quite like out of the woods yet no, they she, said yeah, she's still very much scared she's <laughs> i mean she's terrified of it coming back yeah. but then the the they specify that the doctor said that like um you don't have to worry or like your the percentage that you have to worry about this goes way down after five years and it hasn't been five years yeah. but like her hair has grown back uh she's still very self-conscious of uh, like meeting people in public who acknowledge the cancer i think um she's just very classically east coast about it especially yeah. like new york new jersey philly whatever um they they just think the older generations there mm. don't believe in the therapy or like sharing feelings to get better leo or, says that yeah of um, like when he talks to danny he's like you know it sticks his mom she's tough she doesn't believe in any of that therapy stuff yeah yeah which is just very accurate to yeah <laughs> that yeah but um but yeah some of the show don't tell stuff um is like when leo is standing in the, or like sitting in the stands at the basketball games um and like sticks points up at him and everyone cheers then it's like very clearly this has happened several times yeah. you can see in the expression on his face uh that like he enjoys this and that this is new for him mm-hmm. um and that like angela also sees this in her husband and is like uh sarcastic about it like so i can tell you don't like it like she she notices right away um because she doesn't go to the games as often as he does he goes to every every game, every game. <clears throat> um yeah angela's cancer storyline is revealed more as things continue at first you just see her um like putting pills into like one of those days of the week yeah. organizers and then she has a slight scare where it turns out it's just scar tissue but she felt something that she thought was the cancer coming back yeah. um yeah and then everyone has a reason for the family dynamics to be the way that they are like um i really liked rosa mm-hmm. um they say that like like the first big family dinner that you see is um she like puts out the the appetizer tray it's got like meats and cheeses and stuff and she's and um she's like dinner's in 20 minutes don't fill up on this and they're like why are you bringing it out then because she's like because mom will be so mad if i don't bring it out and then she'll bring it up for the next 15 family dinners and you don't have to live with her and like (laughs) goes through this whole thing of like this is a she's she's gone through this before and she's the one that still lives at home because she's not married um and she yeah she gets together with dj joey bones at the end of the movie and it's like but they do like a really like it's not super forced no they do do a good way of like it's still like being like a background plot Mm -hmm. but like of making it realistic and sweet and cute without forcing like a like yeah okay they're gonna end up together he dj joey bones works at um versailles versailles palace or something it's like a a big event center that they're just always at because they're all they say like uh like ah italian families there's always we're always party for everything yeah we're celebrating something all the time so that you see them at these various events for like family members and then like friends of family members and friends and friends of family members of like christenings and weddings and anniversaries and birthdays and stuff like that so they see each other all the time um another thing i just thought of um of the um like show don't tell is uh a lot of the times when it was um groups of people then are like all sitting together Mm -hmm. then leo didn't have a chair and he was standing (laughs) um they do that in like when rosa brings the meat plate out Mm -hmm. um and then also when they're meeting to with the recruiter and other stuff so he's always he like he never quite fits in yeah um (laughs) yeah uh yeah it subverts some expectations not as much as i thought the trailer would be, would do for the plot that i thought the trailer was setting up was that leo asked 
Danny to keep dating Sticks, and then Danny tells Sticks immediately and doesn't go through with it. Yeah. And then Sticks is upset at his dad, and then he has to like deal with the repercussions of that for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Uh, she she agrees to it because she feels bad, and then she feels bad but she also like cares about sticks she's not like he leo offers to pay her because she's like saving up for her car and, and then stuff. she's like no yeah and he's like no you're right i'm sorry for, for, forget i said that yeah it was dumb of me sometimes i don't think yeah uh but she still decides to fake date basically yeah sticks um and he gets the scholarship to go to drexel in philly mm-hmm. um and then she breaks up with him because that, that and was lets the it terms yeah and then lets it slip that like her uh sticks dad leo asked her to do this yeah uh and then you know sticks rightfully gets upset yeah and then there's a whole there's fallout uh that he deals with but it's uh it's not it's like i don't know maybe the last 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm then he's dealing with that and uh there's like a whole epilogue of like four months later and yeah. like Styx decides not to go to drexel um instead he goes to a community college yeah which like that's fine that's your own path it's it's i think that was a good compromise because it the is. whole yeah, thing no, right. that they had was like he's gonna join the family business the other thing that this subverts expectations of is like yeah he has a chance of a basketball scholarship but this isn't like again the disney channel movies of like this is a thing that his parents have been pushing him towards the entire time they never really considered him going to college mm-hmm. um until like that scout that scout met them in a parking lot and was like what do you mean he's not going to college like he's yeah. i think he's good enough to d- do it and then leo is like yay good for my kid but then also he really focuses on the fact that drexel has 2000 seats in their stadium yeah and i like when you see that then you see him calculating like all of those people chanting mr russo um so like the the dream that like leo has is less like i didn't get to be the basketball player that i always dreamed of but you can be the basketball player that i always dreamed of. you can be something yeah you don't you don't have to be under my dad's thumb yeah uh, so like it was a little sweet in that of like yeah. at least like he's just like he is like you can be what you want to be mm-hmm. but it was still like it gives me purpose it gives him purpose. <laughs> attention yeah he also like they really highlight that sticks was really quiet as a kid they said he didn't talk outside of the house until he was four and yeah. then basketball is what really broke him out of his shell and so like that's partially why leo goes to support him is like this this helps him um get, like be be himself or mm-hmm. like to yeah and then the college thing was like they never considered that for the money um and then if he goes to community college that feels like a good compromise of like yeah the financially it's a little better and less of a risk yeah. i guess than trying to go for basketball and sticks is into poetry he's he writes poems yeah and so the it ends it ends with uh leo and angela at a slam poetry reading that sticks is in mm-hmm. um and then uh after sticks reads his poem leo stands up and points at him yeah uh which is very goofy to like actually be there but yeah. it was very sweet like in terms of like what the movie was yeah. doing but. uh that was one of the scenes that i was surprised that was in the trailer just because it's like uh sticks on stage and then you see his dad in yeah. the audience um and that's like it's a that's like the climax of the movie or, or one of the resolution the resolution yeah, yeah. um yeah anyway other expectations or subversions is danny isn't a bad person it really humanizes her yeah she is just a teenage girl who is dating in high school yeah and is about to go after they graduate on a cross-country road trip yeah and she's like i don't really want to you know be committed to anyone because i'm leaving yeah (laughs) um and um her family doesn't 
really pay attention to her. No. Like, she... She comes from, like, the the rich suburb where the parents are always busy yeah. making money. And they have expectations for her. She says that, like, uh, her dad said, I'll pay for school and nothing else. So, like, he expects her to go to college. She doesn't want to go to college. So, that's why she's saving up for a car. She's, like, going yeah, to make that for herself. They want her to go to, to, to Yale or some Ivy League school so that they can brag about it to their friends. That yeah. was her reasoning. Yeah. Um, I also liked that when you first see her... Um, Angela goes to the bathroom it, during the basketball game because she's trying to get away from an awkward interaction from yeah. someone. Um, and then you see Danny go into the bathroom and she's talking on the phone and she's like, no, mom, I told you I was going to the game. You just never listen to me. And it seems like a really like typical teenager thing of like, well, I'm sure your parents were listening. like, that's not that's not what the dynamic is. Yeah. And then you find out later, like, no, that actually is what the dynamic yeah. is. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the mom isn't overbearing like she's just really nervous and like she's she's not gonna like who dates her son but it's not yeah, like the, the movie it's not weird about it in a way that a lot of other movies are weird about it no she never she's never like my sweet perfect baby angel boy no she just doesn't like <laughs> she doesn't like her yeah <laughs> uh but the movie does end it, it ends the last line it's is hysterical so, good. so yeah. they're at the slam poetry reading yeah and then uh a girl in the audience cheers and screams and she's like Woo, i love you sticks yeah and then it cuts over to angela and she just goes well, who the fuck is this slut or like something like that and she's <laughs> like <laughs> she goes who's this whore yeah <laughs> and then the movie it just cuts to black there. and it's very funny it's very good because it was like of you just saw sticks give his uh emotional like poem yeah and like, like parents, performing for the first time the parents are like okay this is who our son is yeah um <laughs> and then like he also references rocky in it which is my next bullet point um and then like so his dad is like yes i can still bond with my son over this like yeah. i still know who he is uh and then i think the girl says matthew instead of six oh sticks. she says matthew okay yeah um, which like no one no one calls him Matthew and then and then yeah. the mom just like whoop, like an eagle <laughs> eyes turns <laughs> yeah uh, the movie really likes Rocky yeah <laughs> but like it makes sense to me because like he's a he's a dad from the east coast when Rocky was big mm -hmm. so like it makes sense that like he saw this movie and he was like oh yeah that's this is great that's good shit yeah <laughs> Uh, there's another little detail that I liked of when um, the they get the game highlights from Styx's last game, mm -hmm. and Leo puts it in the DVD player, and then you see that the DVD that he just took out was Rocky too. <laughs> <laughs> so he's always he's always watching Rocky. Yeah, he references it so many times. So many times that there's even a point where Styx references Rocky. Yeah. To danny yeah and it's very funny where it's like okay where he, like where he goes have you ever seen rocky and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like there's so many things we haven't even talked about before getting into production facts um leo has a whole like minor midlife crisis he's got okay so he's got this whole thing with um what's her name the the woman Pamela that, the carmelo the woman who owns the house that the construction company is working on um one of the b plots of this movie yeah, yeah is flirty with leo and we learn that her husband died and she's mm -hmm. all alone and she sees a nice dependable man dependable man um and so she like kind of flirts with him and then during the fallout after sticks confronts his dad about talking to danny to date him uh leo is drunk and mm -hmm. then goes to her house and she cleans him up and kisses him mm -hmm. and then he's like i can't do the sex with you yeah <laughs> uh and then and then he goes and he sleeps on his own front lawn to not wake anybody up but really it's because he didn't have his keys yeah um yeah i i liked that um it's another slight subversion of like it's not he he runs away from her house and someone 
he like almost runs into someone walking their dog and as he's running he's yelling i didn't we didn't do anything it just got a little weird for a second <laughs> but nothing happened nothing happened and then i also liked that when she first flirts with him um he like goes home and then immediately and starts to initiate uh, a, 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 an adult uh, relationship with his wife yeah he yeah his first instinct is like angela yeah. and not pursue this new woman yeah 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 i liked it i liked it yeah yeah it's a good movie anything else before production facts no i say let's get into these production cool. facts um so like we said earlier uh no one is really talking about this movie which means i did not have nearly as many facts because like there's there's just very little press about this movie Mm -hmm. um so like i usually start at the wikipedia page and then look at various sources and stuff that they have there um we just recorded our bonus episode for um the wes anderson short films that came out on netflix and the the wikipedia page for one of those was longer than (laughs) this um Anyway, it was released April 21st, 2023 by Lionsgate and Roadside Attractions. It had a 2022 debut at Tribeca. But we're counting it as 2023. Because it has a theatrical release. Yep. Um, it's an hour, 46 minute runtime. It's rated R, which I was surprised by. I mean, there's tons of cussing. That's why. Yeah. It's the, it's just that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 92% audience score and okay. then a, a 61 out of 100 on Metacritic. That's weird. Metacritic <laughs> averages critic reviews and it only pulled from 16 reviews. Okay. So I think that was partially why. Yeah. Um, and then some of the like press from Tribeca, it says somewhere in Queens brings Romano's idiosyncratic comedic voice onto the big screen with ample heart and hilarity, a crowd pleasing dramedy that isn't scared of getting awkward. Romano's directorial directorial debut is a love letter to the biggest borough in New York city and flawed parents trying their best. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. obviously it debuted at Tribeca. They're going to say nice things about it, but I feel like that's, yeah, that's like the, the best one that I could find or the best blurb. Yeah. Um, I, yeah it's true it does get awkward <laughs> and it, the movie's super cool about it <laughs> um and then i try to find a good quote from various interviews or reviews about the movie instead i found this two-star review from roger ebert that is just not true um not even like it i disagree with this because i do disagree with it yeah. it should be higher than two stars but it's just factually inaccurate um, it said Danny breaks up with him because she knows there's a Cold War breakup already already on the way since they're headed for different colleges. She's not going to college. She's not going to college. It's um, not really. Right. She, that's not why she breaks up with him. Uh, she breaks up with him because he confesses her love for her after three weeks of dating. Sticks writes a poem that says like is telling her that he loves. I'm not her. so good at words, but you know my heart knows that there are three words that I want to tell you. Do you get it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So then she breaks up with him because she's like, ah, too much, too fast. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the parents are proud of Sticks because he's a star basketball player with a chance at a scholarship. That's not why they're proud of him. They're like they're proud of their son because he's their he son. Exists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, he's good at basketball, but that like they again, that wasn't one of their considerations. They're and Angela like, is like still not even on board with the idea. Yeah. Like it shows that in the trailer, if she's like, this needs to be his decision. Yeah. Like, they they don't care if he's a star basketball player or if he goes to college um it says the this thing from roger ebert says that the movie doesn't acknowledge the quote gross and weird plot pivot when leo asked danny to keep seeing sticks they acknowledge it it instantly in the scene and then later on he immediately goes like oh my god you're right that was terrible the worst thing i've ever done yeah um yeah and then it's there's a quote from it that says there's an alternate universe where the film sunk its teeth into leo's psychology and morphed into a great cringe comedy about an obsessed schmuck like something albert brooks or ben stiller might have once starred in but that's not the universe we oh live in God. i'm okay with that who, who who did this review who made this review not roger because r.i.p yeah and did they like uh old dads because mm. it's right now seeming 
Yeah. Like they would have liked old dads if they don't like good movies. I the other <laughs> thing is I I can't do cringe comedy. I can't I mean like, I can, but like this was not The secondhand embarrassment is painful. No, that's I, fair. But like, I I'm big in like Nathan Fielder yeah, big into his stuff. That's like that's on the edge for me. Yeah. It's like uh, I can't do it. I can't do like I can't do so many scenes of of just Michael Scott from The Office and yeah, just it's it's, it's the it's bleh. right there with you. Yeah, like I don't I don't want this. I don't want to see Ben Stiller doing this. <laughs> no, this wouldn't have been the same yeah. movie, and this means it would have been a not as good movie. Like this isn't a groundbreaking movie, like we've said, mm-hmm. but it's wholesome. Like it's. It's got a good vibe, mm-hmm. and I don't get why you would want, think that it's worth it to take that away from it to then, like, make fun of Leo instead of being on his side. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um... Was it a success? I mean, if I had to guess... No. So, I don't know if, how accurate these numbers are. But according to bestmoviecast.com... Sure. This movie had a budget of $38 million, okay. and then box office, it got $1.8 million, and that's fully domestic with no international release. It was I will barely s- in theaters. This, I, is, yeah. this definitely wasn't a money-making movie. No, it's like very limited theatrical release. Yeah. It was at Tribeca. Like, this is a film festival movie, and yep. then it's it's on streaming, so like there's also no way to tell yeah. like how much it's actually made now or anything. Um I will also say, like, we heard about this movie. It seems like we were the only ones. <laughs> but even with that marketing budget, $1.8 million, that's not bad. No. Um, yeah, so the project was announced in February 2021. And then the rest of the cast uh, were announced May 2021. And then principal photography t- took place between April and May of 2021 in New York City, city with some other scenes being shot in June of 2021 and then that's it the movie was made that's the whole timeline pretty straightforward yeah <laughs> um and then as we've said it was co-written directed and produced and starring Ray Romano again like Bill Burr um this is his directorial debut um in a Screen Rant interview, he said he got advice from Judd Apatow and Bradley Cooper on directing and then also directing and starring in the movie that you're directing. He got yeah. that from Bradley Cooper. And it's very, the interview was also very funny because, like, Ray Romano's a pretty big name. Um, but he was, like, in the interview, he was like, not to name drop, but I did get to talk to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. <laughs> um it was pretty based on his real life um it's he doesn't say it's autobiographical but mm-hmm. there are some pretty clear yeah. like a to b plot points um his wife also had breast cancer and a lot of the events are inspired by her family um he said that like the family in this movie is based off of the family that he married into um so there's a quote from him he says, for, so for 35 years, I've been to all those parties and the weddings and all the traditional stuff, and I wanted to do a story about that. I didn't exactly, uh, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be about. At the time, as we were writing it, it was my son who was graduating high school, who played on the basketball team, and I got such a thrill going to the games and being proud of him and also basketball basking in the attention. If I'm being honest, as pathetic as that is, I don't get enough attention in my real life. I have to get it there. <laughs> so that's... Yeah. that's leo <laughs> <laughs> um and then the the co-writer on this was mark stegman um and they have plans for another collaboration mm-hmm. um he said that they're writing their own project but they paused due to the strikes they're not getting paid by anyone to write it they just did it out of respect to the strikes i respect that yeah and then they're also or he at least uh ray romano is working on a biopic about jimmy valvano who basketball gave a very inspirational speech and then um at like a hall of fame ceremony and then died like two months later or something Mm. like that so he's he's into sports yeah he likes basketball yeah i think that's his character and everybody loves ray was also a, a sports writer oh was he i think so okay uh yeah and then i think all of his kids seem to have been involved in this movie yeah 
Um, so Matt Romano is credited as Matt Cougar. Uh, I don't, he might've been a, a student. Yeah. Um, Gregory Romano is credited as a high school kid and Joe Romano as pencil guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ali Romano is credited as a co-producer and that's his daughter. Mm. Um, I don't think his wife was involved in this or she's not credited with yeah. anything. Um, yeah. Other besides Ali, I don't, it doesn't really seem like his kids are super into the the film world um which they they don't have to be nope yeah and then according to imdb trivia uh jacob ward found out that he got the part of sticks while he was driving for postmates good for him yeah that's good yeah um yeah uh i want to actually want to do this before the rating system Mm -hmm. so i figured this would be a shorter episode because we had nicer things to say about this movie and also we're sleepy um so i had a question of if slash when you become a disney channel original movie dad what activity or interest do you think you would force your kid into and what do you think they'd actually be into i think i would be like the disney channel original movie dad from the hit disney channel original movie smart house Mm -hmm. where i would get an opportunity to live in a smart house and i would force my kids to live in this smart house with me mm-hmm. is their mom around no she died mm-hmm. can the smart house make a holographic new mom yes <laughs> yes you can thank you for asking <laughs> and do my kids like their new mom yeah at first until she goes a little kooky because we don't want to be in the house at all times Mm -hmm. and then she shuts the house down with us inside of it but my kids would probably be into like hot wheels or something (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know ice cream what do kids like yeah what dinosaurs yeah at a certain age space yeah i don't know yep yeah yeah what about you what about you i've been trying to think about this and i'm trying to think of like super specific things to get kids into i just feel like forcing your kid onto the chess team is very funny to me Mm -hmm. uh i think forcing your kid onto like academic super bowl or science olympiad yeah or one like because like chess like people do that yeah it is for sure a thing that people do that's but a one thing of, that like, people do but it's also one of the things where it's like if you're not into chess that's fair i'm not into basketball no one pushed me into basketball yeah. if like if if someone was like i'm not really into chess but then you just had the, the screaming parent of like you have to do this every day oh i'm sure there are i'm sure there are mathletes yeah you force your kid to be a mathlete mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then i don't know i think they'd actually be into like checkers baking (laughs) there was i do remember uh a disney channel movie i forget what the actual sport was because it's always a sport but it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know the the kid was forced into jump roping and then they were actually really into cooking and i remember Mm. the cooking thing and then like they there was the big the big competition oh oh no is it red hot chili peppers the red hot chili peppers no there or was it might have been called chili peppers i know there was some jump rope thing that was called chili peppers i don't know their, i don't know their if their team was, name was chili peppers i don't know if it was actually chili peppers but i know that or the or actually jump rope but i know that the cooking was the thing because there was the big cooking competition at the end and then the kid had to have their dad fill in um as a replacement for their teammate and then the dad was able to crack an egg with one hand and that was like a thing that kept coming up in this movie of like i w- the kid was like i wish i was a skilled enough chef to be able to crack an egg with one hand and then the dad did it and the kid was like dad that's impressive it was that's sick i, I no i don't yeah. think i've i've we've watched that one yet of yeah. the 10 disney channel original movies that i've i've gone through so far yeah. i don't think that has been been on there i saw it literally just the one time but that scene was weird enough that it stuck yeah. out to me that's fair uh, do you have anything I, that you would force your kid into um he'd probably be into like D D or something and then i'd <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> all right 
gonna uh, go we dark? can cut that. We can cut that. We can cut that. No, we, um, don't, we don't cut things in this podcast. We leave everything in. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Um, so, a- a- actual answer. No, no, no. That, that was your actual answer. Your <laughs> son, who is into D and D, the thing that you like. Uh huh. No, no. You'd, you'd it, that then I'd if that was it. <laughs> so what is now? Let's see where you stand. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, um, he would be into cars, like really into cars. The franchise? No, no, no. If it, if it was just the franchise, acceptable. Leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, the, uh. If he was into actual cars, you'd force him into bicycles. Mm-hmm. So it's more, you know, it helps the environment a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd try to get him to cycling. We'd start with the spin class. Mm-hmm. Start with the spin class, um, and then you know we'll work up to mountain biking. <laughs> and then you abort him. And then and then <laughs> eat us the fetus. <laughs> get it out of here. <laughs> <sighs> I want to say before we talk about our ratings. Yeah. Just like if you are a famous comedian and you are making a directorial debut, mm-hmm. this is how you do it. Yeah. Because I can tell because both of them are also somewhat biographical. Yeah. But I can tell that Ray Romano put so much of his heart into this movie mm-hmm. and Bill Burr his movie felt so Netflix corporate yeah. cookie cutter. This one is like he you see Leo at his lowest. You see Bill Burr's character also at his lowest, but like Leo emotionally feels at his lowest yeah. and then he's not afraid to like tell his son how he feels and like admit when he's wrong. Yeah. And that's all stuff that Bill Burr's character does on paper, but like not <laughs> really like i think the thing besides like just the general i keep saying vibe but just the general vibe of the movie the thing the that really sets somewhere in queens apart from old dads is the scene of leo in the car with danny um where he he's giving her a ride to work after he goes to her house and then he tries he's like what if you just kept dating my kid and she's like no that's bad and he says you're right they just kind of like sit there in silence for a little bit and then he just starts talking about his son like he's not trying to guilt her into doing it he's just like i'm sorry here's my explanation of because i love my son this much and there's this story he's laying out like what sticks means to him and what basketball means to their relationship uh and then he says like not only has he been to every game but like when sticks first started out then like he was so nervous about being outside of the house basically that leo had to go to every practice with him too and like always be there for him so like it's yeah it's a good scene Mm -hmm. and you can actually see like he experiences a human emotion that isn't anger yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah our rating Mm -hmm. we have a four rating system with five options Mm -hmm. zero out of fours oh no don't make a movie bill stop it (laughs) and one is a it was a movie yeah and a two is well made it's Mm -hmm. a well-made movie three is enjoyable and technically good and four is oscar worthy Mm -hmm. i gave this movie a three out of four because it's enjoyable and technically good like it's a it's a real solid movie, mm-hmm. but because it's not doing anything like radically different or new, it's not like enough to like really punch it up to like Oscar worthy. With the exception of I do think the mom. Oh yeah, her performance is Oscar worthy. She's the strongest. Um, she is the sister and Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I also gave it a three. Um for similar reasons of like i really enjoyed it for what it was um just again thinking about other movies that we've talked about and uh bottoms and other four out of fours then 
Like, it's not quite there. And then there was also a few nitpicky technical things that, like, <laughs> were enough of a thing that I noticed. And, yeah. like, I would like to think that we know what we're doing. So, like, but also, if I notice it while we're watching a movie, then, like, someone else should have seen it who got paid to work on the movie. Mm-hmm. Hopefully got paid to work on the movie. <laughs> um, so, like, the big thing is that same scene of leo talking to danny in the car there's some stuff of like they use like an image stabilizer Mm -hmm. and it uh if you do that sometimes it makes it like ripple almost and i could see it just a little bit um and then in that same thing then there's a couple of lines that leo is delivering to danny the camera is focused on danny's face and then leo is out of focus um but you could see like his mouth was opening it's one of those things that like you're supposed to be focusing on danny's face and you so you shouldn't notice that anything's weird but like his mouth is opening at all the right points but you can tell that like the take that they used those aren't the words that are coming out of his mouth like he he says something that like it's an m word or something and you you don't see the the like "Mm," come out of his (laughs) mouth is the best way that i can describe it so just small things like that that uh it's not perfect but it's good yeah and would recommend indeed uh yeah so mm-hmm. that is the end of the discussion for somewhere in queens but we always talk about another movie that we've watched recently mm-hmm. movie i'm gonna talk about because it's really the only movie that i've watched recently is 2005's robots oh starring ewan mcgregor halle berry stanley tucci um l brooks um Oh God! Uh, what's, what's her name? Uh, where's my dog? <laughs> I can't do the Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where's my dog? Where's my dog? <laughs> uh, other people are awesome. Man. Yeah. But you know, it's a silly animated movie. Did you say Robin Williams? Oh yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah. That's the big one. Uh, silly movie, two thousand five it's a good one it's a good one i don't i don't necessarily think it's like the best animated movie ever i think it's fun and there are scenes that i definitely remember from my childhood because of just how exciting it was to see as like a a kid yeah um the dominoes the dominoes and then just like the all of like the rube goldberg machine ness of just how they travel around the city is really interesting and I do think that's really interesting. And the animation, I think, holds up, but it helps because everything is metal. And so, like, it's not like they were doing hair or anything. Everything yeah. was, like, metallic pieces that were, like, an easier texture. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is rushed, in my opinion. Yeah. For a children's movie, even, I think it's still, like, out of nowhere, they're just kind of teaming up to save the day. Um, but that's I get fair. it. It's a kid's movie. That's bound to happen. I do Still like, a fun movie. Yeah, I like the anti-capitalist message that oh, it yeah, teaches no, the children. That's great. I think that's great. <laughs> and I love that Mel Brooks is like the like the guy yeah. teaching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I watched it for the first time back in college, mm-hmm. and it took me two tries because the first time I was hammered, mm-hmm. absolutely hammered. But that wasn't why I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it because for some reason I was very upset as to why they in that early montage of him growing up Mm -hmm. as to why they did him dirty and give him his cousin's Mm hand-me-downs the the lady ones Mm -hmm. and i was just like these are machines just just fix yeah just fix the other torso (laughs) picture day is one day yeah yeah let this man exist there's a couple like lore things in there where it's like they definitely just did it for the joke and not for the world building which i get it (laughs) and the implications that go with that because some of the implications are spooky yeah Yeah. i'm just too practical a person when i'm inebriated i get that and you know i did i i wanted to clarify that it is 2005's robots and not 2023's robots a movie that we will be watching and talking about Mm. which is drastically different yeah because that one is about a world where you can make 
robots, but making robot clones of yourself was banned. But two people make robot clones of themselves, and then those robot clones fall in love and then run away. And it's starring Jack Whitehall mm. and I think Shailene Woodley. It might still be anti-capitalist, though. We never know. We never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the movie I wanted to talk about. I recently rewatched Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, we also that was the yeah. other one that we saw. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, forgot about that one. Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead is a great one. Yeah, classic. Edgar Wright is great. Mm-hmm. It's part of that trilogy, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, I enjoy all of the details and stuff. I think uh, I still haven't seen the third one. The uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the not hot fuzz one of the yeah. trilogy, but from the the two that I've seen, Hot Fuzz is still one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, that intro editing sequence is one of the things that w- would be shown in like every class of like, this is how editing works, and here's yeah. the example that we use. But yeah, Shaun if, of the if Dead. If you want very good. a movie where the director cares about everything. Yeah, that's how this so is related. <laughs> yeah, then those movies are. There. Yeah. But yeah, follow us on Instagram. That's where you'll stay up to date on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Support us on Patreon. Leave your questions and comments and we'll respond. We'll respond to you. You there, out there in, in the viewership land. Mm-hmm. We'll answer your questions. Oh, if we boy. want to. If we want to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and obviously if you're Joshua Powell, 1868, then we'll make room for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now... Oh, oh, hey, just like a little, I don't know if we're get, getting to this, but if slash when we do FNAF, mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I looked at the reviews today. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Crazy. a wild time. Yeah. I am, is there some sort of trend going on about mm-hmm. just leaving historical, like, bits of history in your <laughs> reviews? Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's there's some weird stuff happening, and we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just that episode might that. be a long one. I yeah. just wanted to like sprinkle that in. I'm just yeah. very, I'm looking forward to discussing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But for now, we'll see you next week. Bye.